You're listening to the Gesher Podcast, the place where the Jewish and evangelical Christian communities come together to talk about the things that matter. I'm your host, Ty Perry, ministry representative for the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry here in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks for joining me. I want to welcome as my guest, the Reverend David Hill. Pastor Hill was my pastor growing up. Uh, He's pastored several churches over the years, including uh, my hometown church, First Baptist in Cass City, Michigan. And he now preaches at the First Baptist Church in Oxford, Michigan. Pastor Hill, welcome to the Gesher Podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, Pastor, uh, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, Where are you from and, and where did you go to school? Well, I was born and raised in Michigan, the state of Michigan. and uh, attended a junior college here at home for two years, then went away to Bible College at Moody Bible Institute. And uh, following that, did several graduate school courses in different uh, institutions, eventually graduated from the graduate school at Northland International University in Wisconsin. Well, and I know at some point along the way, you met and married Mary Jo, your your lovely wife, and um, you've ministered in, in a variety of churches. Uh, wh- where have the churches been that you've pastored? Well, we pastored in uh, Chicago, two churches. One was called the Crawford Bible Church, and uh, after about 10 years there, we went to the Cicero Bible Church. And after, uh, must be about 10 years there, we went up to uh, Rochester, Minnesota. We served two churches up there. Then we came back home to Michigan to be nearer to our parents. And uh, I pastored at First Baptist Church of Lapeer for about 15 or 16 years. Then up to Cass City for 11 years. And uh, now, quote-unquote, retired and pastoring at First Baptist in Oxford. Well, that is quite a, quite a ministerial career, uh, and I know that that's your heartbeat, is pastoring local churches. Um, you know, I, I grew up at First Baptist Church, and I'm so thankful that I did, because um, it was a church that was rooted, and is, rooted in the Scriptures, and um, dedicated to proclaiming the gospel and teaching the truth of the Bible. Um, but one of the things that I, looking back, I see that at least I failed to grasp was um, growing up, I'd hear the Bible stories. I would, I would learn about Abraham and Isaac and um, the Israelites, and those were stories on flannel graph and for those listening if you don't know what flannel graph is you'll have to uh you have to google that it was a a tool that was used it may still be used to teach children um and and those stories they had an impact on me but it wasn't until really you came to the church pastor that i connected the bible and those accounts in the bible to the jewish people it wasn't until then i really realized that Moses and King David and the prophets and even Jesus were all Jewish. Um, And you taught very clearly 
from the pulpit that God has a unique relationship with the Jewish people and that he is not, as some Christians unfortunately teach, that, uh, that God replaced Israel with the church. You, you taught against that. How did you personally develop such a heart for, for Israel and for the Jewish people worldwide? Where did that come from? As you read the scriptures, you realize that the scriptures, the main theme of the scripture is the story of redemption. And so really the history of Israel and the history of Christians are one and the same. Uh, Because all of us stand in need of redemption and Christ has provided that redemption for us. And that story runs from Genesis all the way through the end of the word of God. And uh, the prophets, especially of Israel, uh, have given us uh, tremendous amounts of information of through Bible prophecy on how we can identify the Messiah when he comes. And so you have to have a love for Israel because God used Israel to provide our savior absolutely i know that that when you came to first baptist um you brought you you brought in um different ministries i know there was a man named gary candlish um and then certainly pat neff with the friends of israel you had them come into the church and they spoke about israel and about current events happening there um anti-semitism and how those issues related to the scriptures um, and, and really that put the Jewish people on my radar, even though I didn't know Jewish people, uh, growing up in a, in a small Midwestern town, um, where there's, I think 14 churches and about 2,500 people. Um, we didn't have any synagogues there, but, but those, those men, as well as yourself, um, really put the Jewish people on my radar. And just to give a little background on myself, um, it was through, uh, the friends of Israel who you had come into the church and and teach that I learned about um, this program called Origins, which was a, uh, and is a trip to Israel for young adults, Uh, not where they just tour the land, but they actually do a service project. They work at a hospital in Israel and get to know Israelis um, and see the land. And you can't help but come back from Israel with a, uh, a strong love for these people and for this nation. And uh, that's what happened to me in 2012. And then um, came out two years later to Las Vegas for what was supposed to be a nine-month internship. And I've never left. I've been here ever since. Um, now, I know you've been to Israel. Um, what's been your, what was your experience when you were there? How did, how did it affect you seeing those places that you've, you grew up reading about and studying in the Bible? Well, I remember vividly sitting on the shore of the Sea of Galilee and reading in the New Testament Gospels every story that took place in and around the Sea of Galilee. It just brought the scriptures to life for us in a in a fresh way. And uh, even today, as we read, our mind goes back to the trips we had in Israel and you can visualize some of those places, and it's just an amazing experience. To we were there in January. I went swimming in the Sea of Galilee, 
And uh, that was an experience. Of course, we were in the Dead Sea, like most tourists end up going there and enjoying that, you know. But uh, just to experience the land that you've read so much about in the scriptures is amazing. We did some digging at Hatzor and other places, which were uh, uh, mentioned in the Old Testament. And uh, it just gives you a connection that these are real places, real history of real people, that our Messiah really did come in the flesh and lived there and ministered there and died there and rose again there. <laughs> and ascended back to heaven from there. It just makes everything, uh, I don't know what to say, it is beautiful anyway, but to be able to uh, experience the land with the word of God is is an amazing privilege. It sure is. I know um, I've always told people that uh, going to Israel certainly isn't a prerequisite for to become a Christian, but when you when you study the Bible um, and then you go to Israel and you're holding your Bible, and um, for example, one of the the places I love going is to the Valley of Elah, where um, David fought Goliath, and when you're reading the that that text in Second Samuel, and then you look up and you look around and you're standing in that valley. It's, it's a surreal thing, and it certainly makes the Bible uh, pop into 3D or into color, I suppose. Um, just a remarkable, remarkable experience for, a, for an evangelical. You know, that brings me to my, my real question for you today, another question, and that is in regard to Christian support for Israel and love for the Jewish people, um, there are many... There are stripes, uh, we might say, of Christianity, and I use that in a broad, uh, a broad sense, uh, Christendom, many who call themselves Christians. But uh, evangelicals specifically, uh, and by that I mean those who really hold to the Bible, they are Bible believer uh, Christians, many of them support Israel. The overwhelming percentage of them support Israel. Why is that? Why do so many Christians support Israel and love the Jewish people? There are a lot of reasons. That's like uh, cutting the preacher loose, boy. Uh, we love Israel because all of the spiritual roots of Christianity are found in Israel, as I mentioned earlier. We love Israel because Israel was used by God to give us the scriptures. The very reason we can know God is because mostly Israelis wrote our Bibles. For instance, two kings, David and Solomon, were major contributors to the scripture under guidance of the Holy Spirit and all of the prophets. And uh, many of the New Testament writers, with the exception of Dr. Luke, were Jewish, Jewish people and uh, followers of the Messiah. We love Israel because God privileged Israel as a nation uh, to give the world a savior. You just think we have just celebrated Christmas. You have the savior is introduced as the son of David, a son of Abraham, born in the city of David, Bethlehem, and in the kingly line of David. Um, so 
when a Gentile like myself believes in Israel's Messiah as his savior, he doesn't become a Jew. He becomes a follower of the Messiah. And likewise, when a Jew believes in the Messiah as his savior, he doesn't become a Gentile. He becomes a follower of the Messiah who happens to be a Jew. And the prophet Isaiah in chapter 42 and 49 predicted that the savior of the world would be a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. So eventually Israel and the Gentiles are going to merge together in worship of the one true Jewish Messiah. We love Israel because the hope of all Christians for the future comes through the nation of Israel. When Messiah comes again to deliver Israel from the domination of the nations and establishes his kingdom on earth, uh, with Israel as the leading nation, by the way, and Jerusalem as the capital city, he will build again the temple in Jerusalem. And Isaiah the prophet again says that in that day, Gentiles will be gathered to worship Messiah there with the Israelites in Isaiah chapter 56 and verses 7 and 8 and many other places as well. Mm -hmm. So we love Israel because our Christian heritage is Jewish, our Savior is Jewish, our scriptures are Jewish, our future hope will be one shared with believing Israel. So Messiah put it this way. He said, there will be one fold and one shepherd. Mm -hmm. And so uh, to me, it's inconceivable that there could be any other opinion of Israel from a believer in Messiah than one of love and support. I agree completely. Um, and that's one of the things that we encounter from time to time are evangelicals um they are we would call them in the christian world we'd say they are brothers they are sisters they are people that uh, truly do love the lord but they are people who have a i believe a wrong view of israel and the jewish people and they see them as uh really no different than people from poland or from germany or from england they're they're an ethnic group and uh you know as far as as far as the church they can become believers in jesus just like just like we can but there's no distinct future for the nation of israel and uh i think the bible from from genesis all the way to revelation in the new testament makes it very clear that god has not rejected his people israel and he has a plan for them um pastor i want to talk just in closing about the church and and the jewish people you mentioned, um, rightly so, I think, that um, when, a, when a Gentile, like yourself or like me, when we became believers, um, we did not become Jewish. Even though we, we believed a, me a Jewish message coming from the Jewish Messiah, we didn't become Jewish. And uh, you and I both know Jewish people who believe that Jesus is the Messiah and they worship him. And they didn't become Gentiles. Um, that's a hard concept for many people, uh, Gentiles and Jewish people, to understand. Can you explain a little bit of, of the church and, and how does the church uh, factor into that unity that happens between Jew and Gentile when they become believers in, in Jesus as the Messiah? God made several covenants, the Abrahamic covenant and several other sub-covenants uh, with the nation of Israel. And these are 
it's an everlasting covenant. God promised certain things to the nation of Israel, and uh, and some of the covenants were conditional covenants that depended on Israel's obedience. And if they obeyed, God would bless them. If they didn't obey, God would discipline them. And uh, uh, but God's plan from the beginning was to provide a savior for the whole world. And uh, when the savior came and many Jewish people of that day and the nation officially rejected him, although many individual Jewish people trusted him, the whole church was Jewish in Jerusalem at first. Uh, But uh, when the nation rejected them, uh, God began this uh, institution called the church, which is in a called out assembly. It's people that he has called to salvation uh, through faith in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And every one of those uh, believers, which can be Jewish or Gentile, doesn't, doesn't matter, become members of that church and uh, are reaping the benefits of the new covenant that God has made. Um, uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean that God's program for Israel has ended, that God is now going to fulfill his promises to Israel, to the church. That would be dishonest. Uh, God is going to fulfill his promises to Israel exactly as he stated through the prophets. And we believe that. And the church will be included in some of that. But uh, I guess someone would have to read the whole scriptures in order to fully understand uh, uh, how that how that works out. But uh God has a plan and a program for the nation of Israel. It will always be the nation of Israel. It will always be the apple of God's eye, so to speak. And uh, in in the kingdom, the millennial kingdom, she will be the leading nation. And uh, as we said before, Gentiles and Jews will be worshiping the Lord together during that thousand year reign on the earth in the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, so I don't see any any conflict there. But when people uh, don't see God uh, performing the promises that he made to Israel in their own lifetime, they don't see it, then they tend to think that God has thrown off his people Israel and is fulfilling those promises in a spiritual way to the church, which, frankly, I can't find anything in Scripture that ever says that. In fact, I find the opposite. Right. God says in Jeremiah, you know, if the sun comes up and the, if you have day and night, you're going to have Israel. And uh, so he is going to preserve Israel so he can bless her. And uh, yet he has a program for the church, and they are not in conflict. They are in concert with one another. Amen. Absolutely. Um, It is one of the most faith-affirming things for me to 
have Jewish friends. And I, I often will tell people that when they say, well, how can you trust the Bible? Um, look at the Jewish people. They are a small people. They always have been quite small. Uh, certainly after the 1930s and 40s during the Holocaust, they're even smaller. And yet God has preserved them. Uh, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Assyrians, uh, the Romans, they're all gone. But the Jewish people remain, and that is one of the greatest testaments, I think, to uh, the reliability of Scripture and to uh, the fact that God does have a plan for them and loves them very much. So, absolutely. Well, Pastor Hill, uh, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, um, and thank you for your strong stand for God's Word and uh, His love for the Jewish people. Uh, I'm so appreciative for that, and, and I know that listeners are as well. So, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Lord bless you. I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation with Reverend David Hill as we've discussed why it is many evangelical Christians support Israel and love the Jewish people. That that love is rooted in the Hebrew Bible and in the New Testament is undeniable. Indeed, for a follower of Jesus not to see within the pages of their Bible a clear testament to God's unique relationship with Israel is, frankly, a tragedy. I'm grateful for people like Pastor Hill who understand and teach boldly that the Lord loves his chosen people very much, and that there is indeed a future, a bright future, for the nation of Israel. If you've enjoyed today's program, be sure to subscribe to the Gesher Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Podbean to ensure that you get to hear future episodes. For more information about me, visit ty-perry.com. For further information about the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, visit foi.org. I'm your host, Ty Perry inviting you to join us next time for another conversation about the things that matter. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Shalom.